Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Hemp Logic Radio, where we attempt to sift facts from opinions in this upside-down world of industrial hemp. Here's your hosts, Corey Sharp and John Tucci. Hey, hey, hey. John Tucci is still, still on assignment. Uh, we're still trying to get him back online here. He's actually working. So um, that being said, uh, John won't be joining us today. But today uh, we're talking with uh, John Stoddard, uh, 20 years in the tech industry. Uh, he co-founded a company called Turbo Squid. Um, you know, he, he's done some things, uh, raised some money. Uh, worked with an IPO, uh, Iconic Brands Inc., and involved in a seven and a half million dollar acquisition. Uh, he's in, in his career, he's raised over uh, twenty-two million dollars, and he's got uh, a company that I'm actually kind of looking at, Pitch Deck Secrets. Uh, everybody will, you know, that you're raising money, uh, you got to have a pitch deck. Everybody has to send me your deck. Send me your deck. Well, something that. For me, I, I'm, I'm now looking at, we have some decks. They're not quite as uh, tweaked as I would hope. Um, so anyway, uh, John, I am waiting on John to call me in, call in here. Uh, we had some internet issues. Imagine that. It seems like that's my life, internet issues. So we're waiting on John to uh, join us here. We might have to, oh, there he is. Look at that. Hi, Corey. Hey, John. Hey, John, are you there? I am here. Right on. I, it, it, it's the one thing about the Hemp Logic Radio Show is you can always bank on internet problems, audio problems. <laughs> <laughs> I think it endears it, it, it endears me. Somebody said, uh, "Why don't you look at uh, you know recording these things early and then editing them?" And I'm like, "No, I kind of like the the high uh, <laughs> on the fly yeah, kind of thing." I know. It, it probably as a money guy, you, you have a hard time with that. But for me, it's it's right up my alley. So welcome to the you show. You know, John. I'm more of an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, the money thing just kind of worked itself out because I go, man, this has got to this got to be a skill that I need to master if we're gonna get momentum any of the projects. Thing. And I just found a lot of other people needed it. So I'm kind of an entrepreneur at heart. Okay, well, I, before you got on here, I'm kind of reading your file that, that you sent over. And so if you want to just quickly just kind of tell everybody in your words, I kind of read what you sent over. But why don't you tell everybody what you what you do for uh, for a living and inside the hemp industry? Go ahead. Yeah, so we we help entrepreneurs raise capital faster, and our focus is on the hemp uh, business. I actually from a small town in Arizona called Wilcox. It's a farming community. I uh, used to work on the farms on the weekends with some guys down there, uh, Wilcox and their big, it, like, they only had about 640 acres of uh, <laughs> corn. Um, we had some 
corn in our backyard, which was eight acres, but that was only to feed our cattle that we would take to the packet house once a month and have uh, steaks and uh, hamburger for a good long time. <laughs> so how did you get into the hemp? How'd you get into the hemp stratosphere? Uh, well, I, I have to tell you, it's like full circle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's full circle. Uh, it's very interesting. I can tell you when I was growing up in Wilcox, like there was really not a lot of opportunity in farming. You just, She's like, nobody's going to get into corn farming at, you know, I don't remember what it was 30 years ago, the price of acre, but, you know, like $620 or something. But what you do is, you, you you look for opportunity, like what's going to be big in the next three, five, ten years, and you want to get in front of it, get in it, get on the ride. It's just like getting on a surfboard out in the ocean and go, gosh, let's just let's grab a big wave. You know, little waves can't hold me up. I'm 230 pounds. You got to get a bigger <laughs> wave. Get in front of it. Exactly. Well, I think uh, the hemp industry will allow you to pretty much gather any wave that you uh, so desire. Um, I, I'm just this damn thing. This industry tur- twins and turns every. It seems like we and it's still. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what people want to hear, and it changes. Uh, I was supposed yeah. to do a podcast with with Charlie. Uh, McKinsey uh, about uh, pest control. Well, it's like son of a bitch. I, I haven't gotten a chance to even have a conversation with him yet, and now we're we're actually into harvest season. So uh, I asked him the other day. I'm like, are we too late to do your your uh, podcast? So uh, no, this industry runs very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine for too many uh, farmers going, hey, you know what? I'm going to take 30 minutes to do a radio show. Dude, I got a harvest, man. That's like yeah, shut up exactly. and down. There's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. So, you know, I was I was kind of talking with people before you came on. You know, I was thinking, you know, about everybody needs a pitch deck. So if you could kind of go through, what is a pitch deck and why would somebody need one? Yeah, a pitch deck is basically telling your story about your business, saying, "Hey, here's the." Here's the problem I encountered. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the deal is, I, how to fix this problem because it's a pain in my butt or it just wastes a lot of time or spends a lot of money. And then all the time you spent to come about a solution, uh, you present your solution. He goes like, hey, this is what uh, this is what helped me. And it saves me time, it saves me money, or it, you know, saves a life, or whatever it is, it cures cancer, or it's a uh, moonshot, uh, whatever the solution is. And and the, when you're presenting this pitch deck to somebody, it says, like, look, this is what I need to be able to bring this out to other customers that possibly need my solution. Here's how much I need. It's like a specific amount of money. Uh, here's what I'm going to do with that money. And here's how you're going to get paid back. It's basically telling a story of your the entrepreneur's journey, like a hero's journey. You go like, I'm first step, I have a problem. Second step, I, I I've got I meet this mentor that says, hey, take on the problem. Kind of like your Obi Wan Kenobi. You go through this uh, baptism of fire. You meet some enemies. You come out with a great solution. Uh, you defeat, like, say, Darth Vader, and 
then you have the solution and you go, look, we need to raise money and we need to tell the world you're transformed and your job for the rest of your life is just to bring out your solution to your company. And that's the passion. If you can tell that story with the passion to entrepreneurs, that's what uh, gets emotion, uh, investors emotionally connected to you. So what do you? What, so when somebody let's say that uh, somebody's got forty acres and they want to expand, uh, what would you recommend as far as a pitch deck goes? What what is that? What does a pitch deck look like for a small, you know, maybe a, a quarter, half a million dollar raise? Yeah, I mean you're still going to have to get uh, uh, you know your information together about the the business. Like the first one is what the opportunity is like your summary he goes, Hey, hey, we are Kinslow farms or something. And we are in a 40 acre business of hemp plants and we're planting, uh, you know, 5,000 hemp seeds or plants per acre. Uh, we're three months into it. Uh, they're, you know, at certain heights right now. And we're, uh, we need this kind of equipment or we're going to go into next season need this, uh, but then you just kind of go, it's like, here's what we need for funding because this is what it's going to require. Either you're going to manual labor or you got some kind of equipment, new equipment that uh, used to harvest it or get it to biomass. Uh, and then you tell again, it's like, that's what the story you tell on the end. So you keep moving it forward to exactly like what you need. And here's the important part, how you are going to pay the investor back at 500000 is it going to be a percentage of profits or how are you going to pay them back? So that's, that's part of the deck. So I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get from out from you is, is what is a deck? You've kind of explained it. Is it um, how many, um, you know, so. Well, there's about 11 essential slides to a deck and you're going to, you're going to have a cover, cover slide. You're going to have a summary slide. You're going to have a problem slide. Like, what's the problem? Is there's not enough hemp in the market, or there's not a quality hemp, or there's not a hemp with a specific uh, DNA to it? Whatever that problem is, uh, then you're going to clearly state that. There's the solution. The solution would be you and Winslow Farms or Kinslow Farms, 40 acres, 5,000 plants. You're going to tell me all about that solution. Uh, and then you're going to say, what's the market opportunity? Well, the market opportunity is all about like whether it's uh, people need uh, biomass or do they need oils or do, is it industrial hemp? They're going to say, what is that market? I mean, is this insatiable appetite for the market for the oils and the retail channel or is insatiable appetite for uh, industrial hemp in the market? Say, like, oh, the hemp crete or – uh, hemp planes or hemp surfboards or something like that. You got to know who those customers are, how many of them there are, how, what kind of buying, uh, how much they're going to pay for something. Just very good detail about exactly what that market opportunity is. That's your avatar. Then you go into. So, uh, is that just not like a story? I mean, you're you're building out a storyboard. It's it's a deck. Yeah, you're building yeah, out a storyboard to do this. Storyboard for your business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like this so is the build, process you went through. It's like, uh, look, 
if I had a problem, like I couldn't figure out how to, um, you know, let, let's think of a problem. Like I, how, how do I, gosh, I just, I'm sitting in my room. It's 110 degrees in my room. How do I, I need some fans or vents. Like I'm going to go build a fan that I hate the circular fans. And then the guy built fans without uh, propellers on them. And that's so that whole we, story you're going to go through there. We built the storyboard. We built the storyboard. We've told the story. We've told our, our wants and our needs. We've told the stories of uh, what, what the industry, we think the industry is going to do and how we're going to solve the problem. Now, how do we, how do we go about funding? How do we find people interested in, in funding these types of deals? Yeah, I, I think the best source of your treasure are, is on LinkedIn right now. I mean, right now, LinkedIn is 600 million plus users, a uh, lot of investors out there. You know, most professional people are on there from one source or another. I mean, you could either go to the the venture capitalists. I, I will just say there's not a very many of them. Uh, the chance of getting funded by a venture capitalist is like 1%. There's uh, family offices. Uh, there's private equity. Uh, there's hedge funds. Uh, there's angel investors. There's an entire source of those. But really where you want to start it is creating a dream 100. That's somebody that you know. That's your hot list. Like, if you could write a list of 100 people you know that you think have money, write those names down. And you're going to actually reach out to them. And with your pitch, uh, it's not going to be the pitch deck. You don't send the pitch deck first, but it's your pitch. Like, hey, look, I'm working on a uh, hemp farm. We're going to, or uh, let's say it's just a hemp farm. And we're going to harvest in October. We're expecting to get $5 million for the biomass because we already have it pre-sold, and then we're going to go into the next harvest in the spring, and we need this amount of money for uh, seeds and equipment to do the next harvest because we're multiplying the size of our farm from, let's say, 100 acres to 500 acres. Okay. so And you start with that list, and you just go down the list. Yeah. You just, but you got to have your story, and I think uh, – You've got to have your story, about, man. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine was he was involved in a venture capital type of situation where they it's a, it was a think tank, and he goes they would put us in a room and we would spend days building a pitch deck, and then they would bring it in and we'd pitch it, and then they would send us away with our tails between our legs because it sucked, and then we would go back and we would <laughs> tweak it and we would tweak it and we would tweak it, and he goes I, I'll tell you what I got sick of pitch deck it's just but he goes it taught me what it actually takes to have a real fine tuned story. Um, it's, you know, of course, you know, him and I've been working on, on mine and it's just not there yet, but, um, you know, the hemp yeah, it's, story uh, you look, you, you can make a list of a hundred people. You can make a list of a hundred people and you, you created your pitch deck. You think it's a great story. You think it's a great opportunity and you start talking to the people and they call your baby ugly. Like, oh, wow, yep. that didn't work out. <laughs> no, I didn't. So, you know, there's a, it's just that that's a nature of the business, though. Yeah. This is true. This is true. 
Well, I wanted to get you on here just quickly. I, I saw your video uh, you, on your on your personal page. Um, we're, we're speaking with John Stoddard. Uh, if you can look him up on LinkedIn, he just posted a pretty interesting video about a client of his. If you want, you know what, John, if you want to talk about that, we can talk about uh, yeah, you know yeah. that, that situation. It's was interesting. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's a recent story. Uh, a tech client came to us, or tech prospect came to us wanting to raise money and said, look, we're, we, we're, we're doing 10 million in revenue. Uh, we'd like to raise like $5 million for some uh, marketing opportunities and expansion. So yeah, that's great. That fits right in the real, real well what we're looking for. So I said, give us access to your data room, which is, you know, the, the income statement, uh, cash flow statement and the balance sheet. So we're doing our due diligence and looking at stuff. And I go, well, geez, wow. It, Nice company, $10 million, it's profitable, but you guys are uh, – 50% of the revenue is being peeled off by minority investors. Like, well, who are these investors? They go, well, all the friends and family. He goes, do you have a shareholder agreement with them? Uh, no, we don't. So these agreements are in, are in perpetuity? Uh, yeah, because they're my friends. Uh, oh, great. So – you don't really have a $10 million business. You have a $5 million business because you have all of this revenue taken out before the SGNA and any debt payments. So I go, man, we, we really can't help you. You got to be able to clean that up because your cap table, what we would call is toxic. It's just because just, they give away at it so goes, much in the beginning. <clears throat> Yeah, they gave away too much in the beginning. I mean, it's look, I any day of the week if somebody offered me that, I would take the deal because it's now mailbox money. I could sit home and collect these paychecks and just look at my bank account go up. That's a great deal. But when you're in the point of going, we would like to expand behind 10, you know, past this $10 million and you go for $5 million, like, well, uh, you know, there's no hedge fund or private equity or family officers or credit investors going to go, I'm going to give you $5 million. It's like somebody running with an anchor around their neck. Yeah, and I think that this, you know, the the topic of the, the blog today is, you know, raising capital in the hemp industry. And so when you, you're, you're raising capital, and I found myself in these same situations, you know, you give away – you give away all this equity and then you realize that, well, that's not going to work unless everybody's willing to, uh, you know, reduce their, their stock, their shares. So in this industry, so you went through this whole process of building out this fancy deck and the story is great and everybody's uh, seeing Kumbaya and then they come in and and they present it and they start, you know, doing their due diligence. And it's like, well, who's this ABC? Why do they own, you know, how does this all work? So you got to be super careful you know, it, it's it's okay to ask for ask questions and ask for help, especially in this industry. So yeah, I mean, wanna... it, yeah, even though it's a really risky venture, you said, "Gosh, I don't know if this is going to work at all." I mean, but I'm happy to sell you 10% of the business for fifty thousand dollars. You still need a shareholder agreement in place. Treat you're still going to have to treat your friend like a business associate. And a business associate requires some kind of a agreement, a certified, you know, attorney agreement in place. And that's a lot of people don't understand that it's over their head, and that's it's 
kind of a reality check. Um, I know for me, you know, I'll, I'll, honestly, I, I need help. I'm reaching out to people and, and uh, trying to figure out uh, the best way of raising capital to, to do the things that I want to do inside the industry. But and I think it goes business, business to business. It doesn't matter hemp industry or tech or, you know, commercial uh, real estate. It's all, it comes back to uh, the right way of doing business when we're raising money. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at business like getting married to uh, somebody and that person needs to be uh, somebody you like, trust, admire, and that could help. That just doesn't, you know, if they're an equity partner, 10%, they're just sitting on their butt. If it's not an easy task to finding the right investor for that, but you're going to see a lot more success if you find that right marriage partner. Right on. Well, um, what else? I mean, uh, you got PitchDeckSecrets.com. Uh, that's that's your business now. You help people build uh, pitch decks. There's, you've sent me over an email of a lot of other things that you that go along with that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna add? Uh, you know, as far yeah, as your no. business, pitch deck secrets. What what else can you help somebody well, with if they're looking to raise money? Pitch deck secrets is I is a is my coaching business. I help entrepreneurs get started in the right direction to get their if they're raising money, if they're a fundable type business, we'll get them started. Say, hey, look, this is what you need to do. It's kind of a coaching training process. It's also really good deal flow for me because we all, I also own a business called Hemp Investment Group, which is we provide funding to hemp entrepreneurs. I've got a couple partners that I work with. They have access to hedge funds and uh, accredited investors private equity, uh, some family office type money, and they are looking for deals, great deals. So what we do is find the best of them, a flow to the top, and we can present them in front of these uh, investors and take it from there. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's cut this one short, John. I appreciate you coming on on such short notice. Uh, depending, it tends to be how this all works. Uh, I I'll be online on, on LinkedIn or something. Someone will hit me up and be like, "Hey, you, you want to jump online real quick?" And it, uh, it was when when you were, I was literally stretching time. I'm like, "Get on the phone, get off the phone." I'm running out because John wasn't, John's not available to get on the phone with me. So I was literally by myself. So I appreciate you oh, man. Uh, coming Thanks on. Thanks so much for asking. No problem, and and I I appreciate you having coming on and, and talking about this this very much needed industry. Uh, or help, you know, as far as pitch decks go, I think it's somebody that you can, we can all reach out to you and and possibly have you uh, create us a great story and maybe get some money capital brought into your, into the business. So thanks again, John. I appreciate it. Happy to help. All right. Thanks Thanks very much for the opportunity. No problem. Talk to you soon, man. All right. That was uh, John Stoddard. Uh, He's the uh, pitch deck, uh, pitch deck secrets. If you want to go to that, you can find him on LinkedIn, John Stoddard. Uh, I'll put the, the links in the in the uh, comments here, and you can check it out. Go to go to his website, and uh, hopefully we can get you some money. I know raising capital is is a uh, ongoing endeavor for myself and, and and a bunch of I think pretty much for everybody else wanting to get into this industry. So anyway, you guys have a great one, and we'll talk at you soon. You guys have a good one. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.